Hello, Miamians and listeners worldwide. Today we have a guest, a local Miami entrepreneur, Anaeli Delgado, just started her e-commerce business called Guanabana. Thanks to startups like this across all industries in Miami, Miami is the number one city for startups in the U.S. Anaeli uses traditional Cuban phrases and expressions used for generations and finds cool ways to incorporate them into her designs. Make sure to check out the show notes where you can find information on where to find these cool Cuban designs. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we discuss Miami's international relations. We will showcase Miami's international diplomatic and business landscape and get to know the innovative startups calling Miami home. Meet the people behind the organizations that contribute to Miami's commercial and cultural international growth. Anaeli, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Alejandro, for having me. It's my pleasure. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's Friday. Couldn't be better. Yeah, happy Friday. Happy Friday <laughs> to you too. <laughs> so let's start by getting to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. I am originally from Cuba. I was born and raised in Cuba. And I was 15 when I moved to Miami. I've been living in Miami ever since. It's been, you know, my home base. I've traveled to other places, but Miami's always been my returning location. I went to university here, actually in downtown at the Art Institute. So um, I have a background in graphic design. And I guess that's what brings me here now, my graphic design and I guess my artistic background. <laughs> what brought you back to Miami was like family, lifestyle, just... Well, I always lived in Miami. I've never left. The reason I moved to Miami was because my family was here. All of my family, when I was living in Cuba, at some point or another, left to the U.S. So technically it was, you know, my mom and me that were behind. Yeah, you could put it that way. So we were the last ones from our close family to come to Miami. Okay, cool. So you are an entrepreneur. Yes, let's say, yeah, I am, of course. Yeah, did you know that Miami is the number one entrepreneur city in the uh in the United States, we have the most startups. That's crazy. I had no idea. And it covers all ranges of startups. Startups like yours, like e-stores and all that kind of stuff, all the way to tech startups. So yeah, fun fact. Wow. Very interesting. So Guanabana. Correct. Guanabana is your online store. Yes. Tell us about it. So Guanabana, and I want to I wanna point out it's with an H in the middle. And there is a reason for it. So Guanabana, if you are Hispanic, you may know it's a fruit. But the reason I put an H in the middle of it is because I am originally from a place in Cuba called Guanabacoa, which is in Havana. So I like the word because it kind of combines those two places, which is my origin, where I'm from. So it's Guanabacoa, Havana, and then Guanabana with the H in the middle kind of like brings them both together. And also Guanabana is a very... Caribbean fruit so it also identifies with my background and where I'm from and then Guanabana itself like you said is an e-commerce store I, I actually just launched it two months ago and but it's been in the works for a long time I was actually before our call I was I was looking through my files and I realized that I designed the Guanabana logo two years ago so it's wow. been two years in the works so I'm looking at your website now and it looks great. It's very Thank clean, you. very, very nice, presented very nicely. You use a combination of Spanish and English. 
So what, what kind of items can we find here in your store? What's your niche? Right. So what I want to specifically came about because I wanted to kind of, I'm very proud of my Cuban heritage, but I also wanted to bring it forth through language. And I think Hispanics in general, but of course I'm speaking from my experience, Cubans, they use a lot of phrases and a lot of slang and a lot of, you know, words and phrases yeah. that mean, mean a lot to them specifically. And maybe other people may not necessarily know what it means, or, or maybe they do because they use it as well. But I think it's a very Hispanic thing to use phrases and, and words that mean other things. So I kind of wanted to b- bring that playfulness to my designs. And that's basically what I offer in one hour. I offer different types of products, uh, apparel, mugs, cell phone covers. I have a candle in there. And through them, I use phrases that specifically on that product could be funny or could be thoughtful. So for example, in the, in the case of the candle that I have, what it says is, por si las moscas, that if you speak Spanish, you probably use that phrase at some point. If you don't speak Spanish, it basically means just in case light a candle. And for Hispanics, lighting a candle many times It's just, you know, when you want something to really happen, you light a candle, right? (laughs) When you want to keep away bad spirits and bringing like good energy, you light a candle. So I think it all, it's like a play, a play of words with that. Yeah, I agree. I think when I started working for the city of Miami, I, I got to learn a lot of the Cuban phrases, (laughs) you know, me, me personally, I had a lot of Latin friends, Mm -hmm. but they were like Argentinian, Peruvians not so many Cuban friends and at least, and if I had them, it was not frequent. Right. So, but in the city, boy, I met a lot of Cubans and I learned a lot of phrases very quickly and the, and the lighting the candle, prender la velita for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, there is this, uh, Cuban singer, Willie Shirino, which I'm sure, you know, many people know that he has, uh, one of his songs. It's all about, Prende una velita. It's not por si las moscas. I'm definitely not going into that, you know, uh, territory. But it's all about. Pero por si acaso prende una velita. That's what he says. So yeah. it, it's you know it's Just ingrained. In I think exactly ingrained in our in our culture. I think. So you play with these phrases and you incorporate it into your apparel, into your candles, like you said, and other items. Correct. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And, and for example, some of them are popular phrases that are passed down from generations through generations. Others are more specific maybe to a particular generation. So when I lived in Cuba, you know, when you answer the phone here, you say hello or, you know, this is so-and-so. But in Cuba, you would say oigo or alo. In my case, I would always be like oigo. So I thought that was actually really funny because I've never heard anyone else, any other Spanish speakers say that phrase. So that's actually one of the words that I have on my on my cell phone cases, oigo and alo, because that brings me back to, I would say to my childhood. I mean, that's part of, of my upbringing and my childhood. And when I was 15 and I moved to the US, I never again heard those things. So I think all of this is also a way for me to not only remember, but keep those memories alive. Awesome. When we spoke earlier, you mentioned that you make some of these products. Yeah. The the candle, that's the, the product that I have on my store that I make. And I actually had the idea of Porcelas Moscas. And I thought this would be amazing on a candle. Like that's where I wanted to put it. Because I just don't come up with a phrase and say, okay, I'm going to put it on a shirt. Because that's like the easiest thing 
to think about. I want to put it on something that makes sense. So I thought Por si las moscas made the best sense to me in a candle. And I thought it was funny and, and clever. So I'm like, well, how do I go about doing this? Because, you know, I certainly don't have necessarily the capital right now to invest or work with like a, a big manufacturer or anything yeah. like that. So of course, I thought, let me look into making candles and kind of actually coincided with quarantine, which I think gave a lot of people the opportunity to try to experiment with different things. And that's what I did. I, I started to watch YouTube uh, videos, you know, look online, learn research uh, throughout a few months. And I ended up um, creating something that I was really proud of. And that's what I have on my store right now. Great. So where can we find you? Your online store, it would be guanabana with an age.com. Right. How so my you? website, mm -hmm. you can find me on my website at guanabana with an H in the middle.com. But also I am guanabana on Facebook and Instagram. With the H. With the H. Yeah, exactly. And we'll, we'll include those in the show notes. So if you're interested, you can check them out. So what was one of the challenges you faced when starting your business that you overcome or overcame? Well, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly new startup. So I think um, the beginning stages of any new business is challenging in many ways. To me, the biggest challenge is time. Time is of the essence and starting a new business requires a lot of it. And I also have a full-time job. Unfortunately, this is not the only thing I do. I have a full-time job. So because it is my passion project, then I, I want to be working on this 24-7, but I can't. So most nights you see me working really late, um, you know, coming up with new designs. I have an endless list of ideas that I wish I could just sit and design, but I can't do it all at once because I also have to, you know, spend time preparing social media plans and posts and you know trying to promote my business and like get the word out because I think that's the biggest challenge is time like I said but also in order to get your business known because if you don't if people don't know you then you know I'm doing this for myself first and foremost but I do want people out there to know about my business and definitely you know build trust with the community and eventually you know make make businesses and sales and and, and have people buy what I sell and like it. So I would say time is a biggest challenge, you know, as an entrepreneur that unfortunately doesn't have the ability to just like quit at all and do that 100% of their time and getting the word out. So I can definitely identify because as my podcast has four months now and I'm pumping out a show every Monday. So I have the time to record in the afternoons, just like we're doing now after work. Right. And then I need to, and it takes time to edit and prepare, but doing the social media for it, it's another world. I need to, like you said, create content and you spend time creating and then distributing the content. So yeah. Sometimes I, I have to decide, do I work on social media posts today or do I design new designs for, you know, for my products? Cause I do want to, and right now I'm working, I'm, I'm working really hard cause I want to launch new products for the holidays. And I already have a list of ideas that I'm working on and some of them are finished, but still a lot of work. And, and once I'm done with that, then I have to take pictures of what I'm selling to like post it. So there's a lot of behind the scenes, you know, and it, it may look, maybe it doesn't look easy, but it may look easy on the, on the front end, but on the back end is crazy. <laughs> 
So how do you, how are you managing the time then? I work from home, but I, I do work from nine to five. So I have to be present for my day job during those hours. And then I, I do have a four-year-old too and a husband. I wouldn't say take care of because we're all a family. So we all work together, but definitely spend time with, you know, because my family is also important to me. So for example, once my daughter goes to sleep, then that's my go time to start going back to my computer because that's the, the other thing. I spend the whole day at my computer. Then at night I go back to my computer. So it's, it's tiring, right? But at, at that point, I guess you do it because you like it. So it's all good. So I would start working again at like nine through 12 or 1 a.m., depending, you know, how tired I am. And at that point, I'll be doing one of two things, you know, designing new things or planning um, ways to grow my business through social media or any other platforms. See, guys, this is the story of the entrepreneur. <laughs> you can, it can be done. You got to work all day. Then you have your family and other responsibilities. Yeah. You may not have a family, but you may have other things right, exactly. your time. And, uh, but you got to hustle. You got to hustle. Right, if I could say something, because yep. I think you made a good point. If you don't have a family, you have other things to do, but because that's so valid. But I think in my case, having my daughter is what made me realize how much time I was wasting. That's what made me realize because right now I have so much to do during the day and I still make the time to work on one hour a night before I had her, what was I doing with all that extra time? Right? So I think it's just priorities. And also, you know what, when you're younger, you may not necessarily have a clear focus or idea of what you want to do. I think it's important to kind of realize you have so much time in your hands, you know, so spend it wisely. Yeah. And you found the time you have a, you have a daughter and you right. have work and you still found time. Exactly. So there's so, always time. There's all, I agree. There's always time. There's always time. So what would you like people to know about your, about your brand? So what I want to, what I want people to take away from it, it's that, it's basically a part of me. And I think in that sense, I feel a lot of people can also identify with it as a part of them. I, what I, my main goal with Juanavana is being honest because at the end of the day, you put so much effort into a business that you're growing from scratch that there is always so much of you that goes through it. And in this particular case, everything that I designed in Juanavana has so, somehow a tie back to an experience something that I have lived through, something that I grew up with. And I think humans in general have so much connection, you know, and something that I lived through is something that many other people have lived through, but we don't necessarily know that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I like the most about social media. And I, something that I haven't explored in the past and I want to do now is put myself out there. I'm doing it through Wanawana, but at the end of the day, the face behind Wanawana is me and, and Wanawana is me. So... I, I feel like I want to ask now the motivation behind this project. Like, what would you add to that? I think it would, I would go back to when I was 15 and I moved to Miami. I wouldn't say it was love at first sight. Moving to Miami was really tough on me emotionally because I was only 15, which many people might think, oh, get over it. You were already 15. Right. But I was, you know, when you think about 
to it and you see teenagers now they're just kids right and and teenagers being teenagers is already tough and hard as it is uh -huh. so i felt like at that point in my life i was really happy in cuba i had a great group of friends i was going into the career that i wanted which i was gonna i was gonna be an actress i wanted to go into acting school and i had gotten in so it was all you know rainbows and butterflies and then of course the long life dream of my family to move into the u.s came And I just had to go with it. And coming here and not having, I had to leave behind everything that I had known up until that point. I didn't know the language. And thankfully we're in Miami, so many people speak Spanish. But I still felt, it was still really hard for me to adapt the first, especially the first year, it was really hard for me. And, and I think my goal at that point was just to adapt, learn the language, and do what I was supposed to do. So I went to high school at that point, I went to university and I kind of like checked all the boxes, right? And through that process, I feel like I suppressed a lot of what made me me. I never stopped being Cuban, but I kind of suppressed a lot of it and a lot of those feelings. And I think I'm 33 now, so you kind of mature oh, a little bit. Age. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so you kind of mature and you're like, well, what do I wanna, who, who am I, right? And who do I want? How do I want people to know me? And I'm basically the inspiration comes behind just being myself, putting out there all these things that I may have suppressed over the, these past 18 years, right? All these things that, that make me proud of who I am. And, you know, I'm doing it. There are so many things to a culture, right? I'm just doing it through my designs and through language and through phrases, but that's my way and that's what I'm putting out there. But if you go to my social media, many times I accompany my pictures with stories because I have so many stories in my mind and so many memories. And I think that's what makes it special. Everyone's story is special. I agree. I think that everybody's story is unique in their own way. And, and, have, and listening to you and you sharing, thank you, by the way, for sharing the, the motivation behind this and the motivation that one has outside of making money and making a business, which we all want, right. is so important to push a project forward. Money alone is not enough of a driver. Definitely not. Money alone, it would only take you so far. I'm not going to lie. If that, of course, I want to make money. I mean, at the end of the day, of course. that's what businesses are for, right? Oh, 100%. Um, but you got to have some heart behind it. Otherwise, I think people can tell, right? It's just like an empty, an empty shell. They will, especially when they get to know you a little more and they, and that you, and that you want to start putting yourself out there more, which is what I'm doing as well. They'll get to know you more and they'll people tell, people yeah, tell if you're genuine or if you're just trying to push out something. So I know that we are running out of time and I, and I thank you for joining us. A, one more question. Is there something that you could recommend to other entrepreneurs that are starting like yourself? I would say to anyone that's thinking of starting a, a business in general, a small business is just do it. Um, even if it's a little bit each day, because whatever you can accomplish in a year, in a month, it's going to be on your side. If you think about it and you wait three months, that's three months you've wasted. That's one, but also research, research, research. Because once you're on the, on the bandwagon, it's really hard to get off. So you might as well, you know, have all, all the knowledge that you can beforehand. If you have to register your business, if you have to search, if you have, for example, a business name idea, I would recommend 
you search for that in the trademark database to make sure that no one else is using it already because it would be really sad to fall in love with the name idea, right? And then find out that someone's already gotten it. So you definitely want to have that on your side. So I, I would say, yeah, definitely research and definitely just do it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. It's a great, I wish you the best in your project. Guys, check it out. It looks, it's super nice. I have it right here. And especially if you're Cuban. If you're Cuban and you live in Miami, this is something that you need one of these velitas. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alejandro. It's been really fun talking to you today.